0: Welcome to This Creative Life Radio. I'm Felicity O'Connor. Creative women all over the world are unblocking and recovering their creative journey while they rewrite the rules for creative success. Join me as I explore the lives of people engaged in successful creative work and unlock helpful tips that leave you inspired and ready to create. The webinar today is called The Return to a Creative Life and I'm Felicity O'Connor. We're going to chat today about this most extraordinary book and process called The Artist's Way and it's a book written by a woman called Julia Cameron and it was written about 20 years ago, believe it or not. We're going to work through some of the principles of the book, um, The Artist's Way, because that's um, the, the program that I'm actually running online. I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. But I'm hoping that just out of the experience today, you're going to pick up a couple of little tips that you can take away and work with right now. So, welcome and let's get rolling. Um, as I've said, I'm in Avoca Beach on New South Wales' central coast and I'm a practicing artist. I'm a painter, um, abstract art, and I'm also a psychologist. So I've got kind of a mixture of skills, which now I bring to support, um, coach, mentor other artists, uh, which is an absolute joy for me, actually. Brilliant. But we're not here to talk about me. We're here to find out and talk uh, about you. So I'm assuming that you are probably a practicing artist. Um, You might not be a painter, you might be a sculptor, photographer, playwright, all sorts of creative people might be joining us. So you might be here because of all sorts of things, I guess. Um, It could be that you're feeling a bit blocked uh, creatively, you're looking for a way forward, you could be struggling with some limiting beliefs, um, which is one of the things that I'm particularly interested in helping people clear up. You might be an emerging artist. You might be an established artist. um, Whatever level you might be on, we're always going to have blocks that we need to push through to get to the next level. You might have heard that saying, next level, is it new level, new level, new devil. And I've just found that to be absolutely true. So no matter where you are in your creative life and your creative career, you're probably going to have things that um, you need to challenge, to move through, to improve um, and increase either your productivity or your profile or your success or your sales or whatever it is that you're, you're doing. Where are we going to next? So there we are. There's a little quote that says, to live a creative life, we must lose our fear of being wrong. And again, that's one of the things that I hear and challenge in a lot of the artists I work with uh, is a lot of these limiting beliefs about being wrong. So we're going to tackle some of that today and we're going to certainly uh, work through that when um, I run the 12-week course online that follows through the 12 chapters of the Artists' Way book. That's the stuff that we're often dealing with when we're working with unblocking our creative process. So you might have read this book before. And you might have remembered how life-changing it actually was. It certainly has been for me. And you might feel, yeah, I knew that sort of 10, 15 years ago uh, and it feels like it's the right time to reconnect. It's just through a matter of synchronicity. Um, come, you know, via my pathway again. Um, I, maybe you've seen some of my posts on it. Maybe it's been a book that's been hanging around for a while and you've just re it up or someone's mentioned it to you again. Um, and, and you're feeling like it's the right time to reconnect. Maybe you started it back then and you never finished it, and that's certainly something I've I've uh, heard a lot of artists mention. Uh, no shame in that. I'll tell you, I've done that with thousands of books, I'm sure. So if if that's the case, it's not that you didn't enjoy it. Maybe you just didn't get back to, to finishing it. Maybe you started some of the tasks and didn't complete them and then sort of gave up on the process. Um, so maybe you've never done the exercises. Maybe you've never heard of the book, but you feel that that's resonating for you at the moment and so you could be any of those possibilities and welcome along if you are so it's important to understand that being a creative person you need to be self-expressed you know we are really truly ourselves when we're uh, being spontaneous and when you are able to allow yourself to be spontaneous you feel a surge of energy i'm sure you would agree And you you often get a sense of being connected more wholeheartedly to who you really are. You're self-expressing yourself. And being a blocked creative means that you're not using your creativity to the full. And I think sometimes for a lot of us we have a sense there's a whole lot more creativity within us than we're actually allowing to happen. Um, I'm just going to read a line from the book actually, from The Artist's Way, which says, many of us wish we were more creative. Many of us sense we are more creative, but unable to effectively tap that creativity. Our dreams elude us. Our lives feel somehow flat. Often we have great ideas, wonderful dreams, but are unable to actualise them for ourselves. So that's just reading directly from the book and I'm, I'm sure if that's resonating, um, pop into the chat box and, blocks and tell me because uh, that was certainly my case. Um, I certainly felt there was a lot more creativity within me than I was tapping into. There probably still is. Um, so so don't, don't take me as a total expert on this, guys. I am certainly working work in progress on this. But this process that Julia Cramman has written about um, just rang so true to me. Every page I was turning of this book, the first, the first time I um, read it was just screaming out as, the, as true. It's like she wrote it for me, every page. And since I've been teaching the, the book and the process to other artists, many people have said the same thing. So she's really, she's really hit on something here, which is quite extraordinary. I love the fact that she says, judging your creative efforts is artistic abuse. So we can really be our own worst critics, can't we? You know, we can really stop ourselves in our process. Um, through a very harsh inner critic and it seems to me that that for some reason artists have this dialed right up to maximum volume your inner critic can be screaming at you and um i think if you are a blocked creative whatever that means for you then that's probably got a lot to do with that inner critic or your limiting beliefs So that's super important to know that, you know, the way Julia Cameron writes about this is so beautiful. She talks about our um, artists as a child and that child needs nurturing, that we wouldn't abuse a child, we wouldn't scream at a child. You know, what would we be? We'd be encouraging, you know, we'd be thoughtful about our responses, we'd provide that child with opportunities, wouldn't we? You know, we would do everything to kind of nurture the growth, um, the physical, the, the spiritual, the creative growth of that child. And yet when it comes to ourselves, we can absolutely slam ourselves. And, and um, there's probably lots of reasons why that's particularly the case for creative people. Um, but it certainly seems very prevalent, which I suppose for me it was a combination then of stepping in with the skills that I had as a therapist, as a psychologist, um, with my own experience of what that inner critic and limiting beliefs has meant um, in terms of the progress of my creative career, what it's meant to clear those limiting beliefs, unblock my creative flow, you know, and, and to be sort of able to prove to myself, A, that it can be done and, and the incredible benefits that that can actually mean so we're going to cover some of the aspects um, the key points I think that I'd like to mention and leave with you today so whether you go on to do the course with me or, or a one on one session uh, if that feels more appropriate for you even if you don't do any of that after today absolutely fine I will just want to leave you with a couple of key things so that you can make you know feel that you've got good use out of this time together and you can go forward on something so what I'm going to talk about are these things that the, the book the kind of key cornerstones of the book, um, something that's called morning pages, so, and something called aster dates. So, that, for those of you that have read the book and are familiar with the book, you'll know what I'm talking about. For those that you haven't, that haven't, the morning pages are a fascinating part of this process, and when you're in the process, this is the ritual if you like, that you um, partake in every day. It's a morning journal and um, it's in, we're encouraged in the book to do this first thing in the morning, okay, and it, trust me, it makes a difference if you're doing it first thing or a little bit later in the day. It's really made a difference. I've experimented with that myself. So first thing in the morning we do three pages of journaling No more, no less. And that journaling is done in a way that you are sort of doing a stream of consciousness, you know. You're not filtering anything. You're not um, analysing anything particularly. You're just letting your brain do a download. So it may be that you end up finding you're writing about things that seem completely unrelated to your creative process or to your creative work, and that's fine. In fact, it's quite important because you need to be able to just download that stuff, whatever it is. It can be as ugly and nasty and bitchy as it is, right? And I can assure you there's been plenty of my morning pages that <laughs> haven't been particularly, let's say, um, polite. So swear words are okay in your morning pages because you're never going to share these with anybody. In fact, you're not even going to go and read them back to yourself. And that. I've also found it's been a really interesting thing. I don't know if you've ever done journals in the past, quite often you might sort of read back, um, oh, yeah, that's where I was six months ago. Of course you can, but that's not encouraged with the morning pages. It's really a, um, a fascinating kind of thing to, to be do, to be doing and uh, as I've worked through the book a couple of times now, I've just continued on that process and um, it's just part of my morning ritual Um, I might get up sort of 10 or 15 minutes earlier every day to do it Uh, and it's as I've worked through groups um, through the process, other creative artists, they've all found that same thing, that that commitment, that turning up um, to your morning pages and going through that process, it actually communicates a whole lot of things to yourself. You know, it it tells you that you're being consistent. It shows you that you can commit to something. You're downloading anything that's stressful or difficult or painful. You're getting it out on that page and you're leaving it for the day there so your day can go forward in a clear and kind of happy day and that's super important. So um, that's your morning pages. The artist dates. Now this is something that's prescribed uh, as a weekly activity and it's encouraged that you do this alone. There's many possible options, of course, to take yourself on an artist date. It might be things like going to the art shop uh, and buying some materials. It might be going to a gallery. It might be things like just sitting out in the backyard in the sun, quietly observing things, listening, just tuning into yourself. Um, It could be a walk on the beach. It could be just a huge number of different, different activities. The point being that you're actually, again, communicating to your mind communicating to your artist your inner artist that you matter that you're putting a time aside to do some nurturing that you're indicating that percolating time is super important when you're a creative person it's not all about output right this is about input at this point the input of time and priority you know, you, you're communicating to yourself that that um, all this stuff is part of my creative process. Now, if you're a bit like me, I found that actually probably a hell of a lot more difficult than I did the morning pages. I mean, I'm a high achiever, right? I'm go, go, go. I'm create, 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 make, 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 grow, grow, grow. And so I'm. I, it, it's harder for me to slow down and make time for myself. And I remember one of the first artist dates I ever went to and I actually took myself out for lunch and a coffee in a really cool sort of um, cafe, and somewhere I'd never been before. And I remember just suddenly sort of having that feeling that um, there was a moment of, oh my god, you know how wasteful of me. I don't, you know, this is I'm spending money on myself and I'm wasting time. And the guilt came up, and then I kind of noticed that, and went, that's ridiculous. Th- those, that's the very reason I'm here to heal that right, to strengthen my um, inner artist, to to communicate to my inner artist that she matters, that I need to do some of that caring. And so all of a sudden it came incredibly important that, um, that that this this was a time that I was prioritising for myself and it really resonated true to me that that was the stuff I had been neglecting in, in fact. So it, it's tricky to... Um, I suppose for some people it's tricky to to prioritise that time without guilt, but this is what we're practising, okay? If we keep doing the same old thing, guys, what do we get? The same old thing, right? So it's important that we're changing patterns in ourselves, that we're reconditioning ourselves, that we're growing um, and that we're going to do things differently so that we can really continue to grow properly as creative people. So morning pages and artist dates are really two of the cornerstones, if you like, of, of this whole book. And as I said before, even if you don't go on to do anything else, uh, you don't come on a course with me or work with me in any further way, that's absolutely fine. What I want you to do is consider actually just even doing those two things for yourself right now. There's loads of other um, absolutely cool, interesting and super helpful tasks uh, in the book. And when we work through that in the course together, um, there's a live Facebook, uh, sorry, there's a live call that we do together, uh, a weekly call. Uh, if you join the program, and uh, we talk about those tasks each week to keep you accountable, but also so that you, you know, have this kind of really exclusive experience of sharing with each other and and finding friendships and finding support in what you go through. People go through fairly big changes in this process. Uh, In the group that I'm running at the moment, um, two out of the ten people have actually left their jobs and that was pretty extraordinary for them. That's certainly not something they were thinking about doing. But I tell you what, this process is powerful. And I know that they're actually going to be far more fulfilled, happier artists because of those very brave decisions. And it's really come through a lot of these tasks that you do, the exercises, the support of the group. And um, that, I think, is also one thing that people have been talking about that they may not have actually gone as deep and as far and has been committed um, if they hadn't had the accountability of, of the group and the live calls each week. So the group I'm talking about is is the group that's moving through this process with me at the moment and um, they're they're connecting in. we have an exclusive um, private Facebook group for those people going through the course. So they're sharing and connecting. We're all chatting through the week about what we're going through and then we actually talk live every week together to see how everyone is going. So, you know, I've created this to be something that takes you perhaps further beyond even just doing the book on your own but of course if that's where you're ready to start to do it on your own and that's what you want to do by all means go for it okay so let's have a think about what it looks like when you are blocked as a creative you are limited by your beliefs uh so those might be things like I'm not talented enough my family's more important than my art time I don't deserve this time I'm not worthy enough is that resonating with anybody um, if it is, just let me know because um, I can tell you now the, the, the patterns that I see in so many artists and there are close to 900 artists in our Facebook, our big Facebook group, which is called From the Easel, um, which, you know, if you're a practising artist of any sort, any sort of creative work, then you're more than welcome to come and join that large group. And there are patterns of limiting beliefs in creative people. There are patterns in all people actually about limiting beliefs but um this stuff about not deserving or not being worthy enough really comes up over and over again with artists and it will be having a huge impact if that's your limiting any of those are your limiting beliefs It will be having a huge impact in terms of what you're allowing yourself to do creatively it's super important to clear that up now the artist's way is is a part, um, you know, one of the processes that we can do in a really concrete way as we follow through chapter by chapter and um, doing all the, the exercises, that's one way we can do. I try and augment that a little bit with some of my psychology understanding and some of the work that I've done with people um, and in my one-on-one work with artists, I have a couple of processes that we can just smash through those limiting beliefs like you wouldn't believe and in two or three sessions we can clear that stuff all right up. Um, Linda said, yes, too old. Right, yes, absolutely. You know, one of your limiting beliefs might be I'm just too old. You know, I'm past it. I don't have time to make it. Um, I don't know if you know um, a Sydney artist called Jenny Sages. She's been a finalist in the Archibald Archibald Prize a number of times. She's quite an extraordinary artist. She started when she was 55 and she's, you know, right at the top at the moment. So I always think of someone like Jenny (laughs) <laughs> um, so of course you're not too old, Linda, but if that's the limiting belief you hold in your mind, just think about how that's affecting your choices right now. And I think what it'll look like is that um, there are a lot of decisions you're making and holding yourself back from opportunities because of that limiting belief. But thanks, that's an that's an excellent one. So um moving on, you might doubt yourself, you don't take action. You're often angry and resentful. You have money issues. You have guilt when you take time out to create. You may even end up um, experiencing things like depression and anxiety. Is this all related to your limiting beliefs and your blocked artist, your blocked creative? You bet it is. You bet it is. This is exactly the stuff that we want to deal with and treat and heal and solve, right, so that we can actually embrace moving forward. And, you know, I don't know if any of that's resonating with you. Um, Do you, in fact, doubt yourself? Have you ever noticed yourself getting really guilty? Um, That's a really common one I I suppose I notice, particularly with female artists, because I guess biologically, uh, you know, women are really geared to doing the caring, right, the caring role and prioritising. We have to be, right? That's the way the human race survives. So we've got some particular wiring around that, that that might be different to the men. Um, that triggers that guilt when we take time away from that caring role of others, and it feels like we might be being selfish or self indulgent when we take our time to create. So, that sort of stuff needs a bit of a shake up, I think you'd agree. Um, because if we don't nurture and care for what um, we have as gifts in terms of our creativity, then we're never going to feel fulfilled in life. And if we're not feeling fulfilled, are we any good for anybody else? We're certainly strangling that possibility aren't we you know i think sometimes of the uh, analogy uh of you know when you're in an airplane and and they give you that safety briefing and it, it's about the oxygen mask dropping down you know how they always say to you put fix your own oxygen mask on first before you put it on the child or someone else next to you it's kind of a bit like that They do that, don't they, so that you you don't lose consciousness and you can help somebody else. Once you don't have oxygen and you pass out, you're not good to anybody else. And I often think about that um, analogy when it comes to taking time out in your life to create. Depression and anxiety I have certainly seen um, in many people uh, and in many creative people. So there's a whole lot to talk about. Around all of that stuff, well beyond what we're going to cover in the webinar today. But again, if you want to get in touch and and have any support, help, or information on that sort of stuff, you can get in touch with me um, about any of those things. And I would be more than happy to either point you in the right direction, or help you out, or or line up some sessions, or whatever you might feel you need to to do next. Okie doke. So let's move on to something a bit more positive. What it looks like when it's right. You are free of your limiting beliefs. Yes, that is totally and utterly possible. You understand the consequences of living by these beliefs, that's the negative ones, and the very influence they have over every decision you have made. And that can be just life-changing when you connect up to the consequences in your life. Of having limiting beliefs, whatever they are, whether you're too old or whether you're not talented enough or whether you're not worthy enough, whatever your limiting beliefs are, they have impacted every decision, right? Your beliefs about yourself impact every decision, every choice you're making from what's going into your mouth to who you spend time with. Um, how you deal with your money, all of that stuff comes back to these beliefs we have about ourselves. So it's super important to sort this stuff out and when you can get free of limiting beliefs and replace those with more empowering beliefs, wow, then we get change. Then we really get change. And I mean change not just in your creative life but that's going to be changing your relationships, Um, it's going to be changing your money, it's going to be changing your happiness level. Um, your sense of fulfillment, your ability to contribute to the world, um, you know, so many other areas. So, this is big stuff now. This is big picture stuff. But because we're starting with our creative life, because that's who we are, um, that's given us a vehicle, if you like, to start dealing with this stuff. So, continuing on about what it looks like when it's right. So, you turn up, okay? You turn up to your studio, you turn up to your morning pages, you turn up to your artist dates every week. You know, it's the thing about having rituals. Um, once you make it a ritual, you're committed. You've cleared those limiting beliefs. You start turning up and making, creating, addressing, solving, strengthening. Right? All those things kind of start happening if you turn up. None of that's going to turn. None of that's going to change if you're not turning up. It's a so you. It's, it's talk. I suppose I'm talking here about taking action. Right? You're active and happily sharing. So, you know, there's none of this kind of um, hiding away stuff in the studio where uh, you can't be seen by other people. I mean, it's surprising, you know, how many artists do do that. It, it really is quite surprising. They're saying sort of on one hand they want the fame and fortune and sales and exhibitions and profile, you know, growing profile as an artist, but they're not very comfortable sharing. even Any images about themselves, they don't put things on Instagram or Facebook, um, they feel really ashamed about their creative work perhaps um or maybe they're just feeling shy and unconfident or they don't know if they're any good um and so we have a conflict we have a conflict I want this on one hand but I believe this on the other hand and so what's happening are they blocked or unblocked they're pretty blocked aren't they at that point so when this is all going right for you you're really happy to share what's going on you really have to share images? you have to share images of yourself, for that matter, or your studio, or what you're creating, or where you're going, or, or what you're experiencing, uh, or what your process is, what your materials are. You're focused, you're productive, you're authentic, you have great energy and passion. And... Um, you know, when I read all of them, think about all those words, that to me is, that's sounding pretty happy, right? That's sounding pretty creative. That's sounding pretty connected and um, aligned with with who you really are. And that sense of authenticity uh, is just really freeing and fantastic. I'm not trying to make things for anybody else. Um, I'm, I'm actually just letting myself have that self-expression in, in what I'm creating. And I'm really focused on it. Um, Okay, um, where were we? Yes, your artist is a child uh, and she feels well cared for. So this, this is a beautiful notion from the book that Julia Cameron writes about, about your artist actually being a child. As I said earlier, it's about nurturing that. It's about caring for her or him. It's about um, feeding them and encouraging them and reminding them of how important and um, special and unique they are. If you think about how have you been training your artistic inner child, I certainly know for me I abused her like crazy for a long time I actually didn't even want to be an artist so uh, I kept pushing it away but I just kept finding myself back in art classes and it you actually know, felt pretty good to be in art classes but then i oh, no, know and I'm not I'm not an artist you know I went and studied academic degrees um <laughs> and okay so maybe I'm a bit slower than other people but eventually it became pretty obvious that life wasn't quite fulfilling and um I wasn't quite myself when I wasn't creating art and so that that was about recognizing that inner child artist and saying ah oh, yeah okay you actually really matter I need to listen to it I need to make things I need to respect that uh, I need to be authentic with who I really am and so that's all about nurturing that let's Oh, yeah. Okay. So we talked about morning pages, weekly artist dates. One of the little exercises I'm going to recommend today is is having a bit of a declutter. There's so many um, advantages to that, Uh, not just on the physical plane in terms of getting rid of some old stuff and making more space for yourself, but energetically. You know, clearing out old art materials um, can be a very therapeutic thing and it may be you want to find someone to give them to, which is always nice. Um, but, but I don't know about you, but certainly from time to time, if I start looking in the storage areas of my studio, uh, there are plenty of stuff, plenty of things that I, I actually haven't used for a long, long time and I can pass on to somebody else. So we feel better when we do that in our space. I mean, I'll declutter other areas of of, of my house as well, you know, wardrobes and um, kitchen materials and all sorts of things that really uplifts my energy. So one of the things you might even want to just go away from today's webinar with is the um, um, task of doing a bit of a declutter. If you've got a studio, if you're lucky enough to have a studio space and it needs a bit of a clean-up and you want to start moving your energy about getting freer and more creative and unblocking, then that's a really fantastic practical thing that you can go and do today or this week sometime. And I highly recommend it. I think there's a lot for it that, um, as I said, not just physically but energetically, emotionally we feel different, don't we, when we walk into an organised space versus a messy space. Um, and I'm naturally a very messy artist when I'm creating just there's just bloody chaos going on everywhere. But, uh, you know, if I if I keep on top of that and I do a declutter and um, I, I help myself... Um, by looking after my space, then that's giving myself all the right kind of messages um, in terms of valuing that inner artist and the creative process. So I hope that's making sense. And as I said, if you don't go forward with anything more with me um there you go and and even if you don't read the book there's just three key things you can do right now if you do read the book and i really really hope you do i think i just highly recommend it for any creative person then those are going to at least those two first things are going to be uh, a major part of what you engage in over the 12 weeks so there's 12 chapters 12 weeks uh, and there's a huge amount of of juicy other exercises and tasks each week that you do, apart from things like decluttering, there's some fantastic little written exercises um, on all sorts of topics that many of them um, I thought, what's that got to do with my art, you know? But actually when I made myself sit down and do them, like things like, you know, writing a letter to yourself uh, things like that, and, and uh, thinking about some crazy ideas or dreams that you've you've had. Stuff that I thought, oh, that's not really related to my art making. Um, surprisingly, have actually had a really big impact on things. So trust the process, as I always say to my artists. Trust the process. There really is something about this process, and I'm sure once you get rolling, you will see what I'm talking about. Okay, um, so taking action is the key for the blocked artist so I think often blocked artists are people that are procrastinating um, putting off all of those sorts of things Um, and taking action really is about shifting the energy um, changing what you're creating around yourself it's the key I think probably to begin with in terms of improving your situation in every way not taking action Well, I guess that brings you the opposite, doesn't it? Um, So you might want to think about some action steps that you can take this week. One of those might be the decluttering. Uh, One of those might be going on another state. You know, those sorts of action steps will be um, fundamental to you changing, to you growing, to you opening yourself up to more creativity, um, to starting to feel more secure about doing that Uh, taking action is really really the key to to, to get that going and I'm sure any of you that have tried that at some point have a sense of what that can open up for you so you might want to think about that again after today what three action steps that you can take this week thanks for listening everybody I hope you're feeling really ready to jump into your creative life If you'd like more information about my inspiring 12-week online program to seriously unblock your creative life, pop on over to my website, felicityoconnor.com, and go to the Work With Me page. If you're after a super friendly, helpful community of creative people to hang out with, you must check out my amazing Facebook group called From The Easel and join hundreds of artists and creative people that have discovered that they don't have to take this journey alone.